This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal. The sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Hi, this is Marvin Williams. You're listening to that Millwall podcast. Hi, welcome back to another edition of that Millwall podcast. So let's say good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, wherever you are. Or maybe you're listening to it in the middle of the night. Um, maybe I should learn some languages because looking through the list at the moment, we are going all over. There's, there's, well, I'll come back to that in a minute. Let's welcome on board our guests for this week. Our usual, um, I suppose, really, officially now, you're a co-host, aren't you? Um, it's the one and only Kai Bennett. How you doing, Kai? Good, thank you, mate. I'm obviously moving up in the world, aren't I? Yeah, you are. You're 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 in level with the top now. You're in the top tier in a minute, isn't you? So, yeah, you're not so bad, is it? Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. And we're joined by a, um, a proper, proper journalist, Kai. Someone you need to look up to, mate. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the, the one and only Dan Moss. How you doing, Dan? You all right? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. You both good? Yeah, good, yes, good, mate. mate. All good. Um, yeah, we're, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's called, it looks as if it's spelled basically reunion. If you're listening, you'll know who you are because um, I, I think there's probably only one of you watching a couple of the shows and stuff. So I think it's, it's, it's only one person out or maybe two people out there. But it's, I think it's Ruana or um, Reunion, Reunia, it's French, it's a French island, and it's basically between Madagascar and Mauritius. There's a little island, a French colony, which is recognised as one of the French districts, so it's, it's technically France, but it's basically in the middle of the Indian Ocean, I think it's the Indian Ocean, 
and it's basically between Madagascar and Mauritius. So if you flew over Madagascar towards Mauritius, it's, I think, the first island you get to close to um, Mauritius. So it's about 320 miles off Madagascar. But hi, welcome. Thanks for listening. Um, and thanks for making me Google and find a new place I've never fucking heard of before. So um, if you are listening, give us a comment. If you watch on YouTube or if you're on social media on Twitter, uh, just give us a comment and let us know a bit more about you. Why are you there? Um, always interesting to know. And again, if you're listening to this, in far, far stretched places of the world. Get onto the YouTube, watch the show on YouTube um, and give us a comment. Let us know where you're from or even just get in touch with us uh, in any of our bios across social media. There's links on there and now you can get in touch with us, drop us an email, etc., etc., etc. So, uh, yeah. Right then, without further ado, we'll crack on tonight's show. We're going to talk about Derby, the fact that Millwall's won three on the row. Um a bit of shithousery by Mason Bennett and Mahoney, or Mahoney, Malone even. And um, and then we'll come back for part two, where we will be talking all about Sheffield United at the weekend. And uh, in case you haven't realised, Omar is not here this week. Um, he's got something to do with. So, uh, yeah. Let's see if he back. listens, eh? What's that? Let's see if he listens. Yeah, he will listen. He will <laughs> listen. Unlike you, Kai. Uh, Omar is a, an avid listener just to see how many times I fuck up. Uh, and uh, yeah, and someone else commented on YouTube the, uh, this week on the last show and said, I really love your show, lads, and I especially like it when Mickey fucks up. So uh, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, we'll be back straight after this. Hi, this is Marvin Williams. You're listening to that Millwall podcast. Um, Derby first, and uh, Millwall took the travel up to. Derby, um, I think it's a town full of retards uh, and weird-looking people if you looked at the crowd last night. But Millwall got a result, same as what I predicted on the last show. So, uh, yeah, quite a smug bastard am I. But let's start with you, Dan. Um, views on the game last night? Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, <clears throat> first half was probably, obviously, bearing in mind, I don't get to watch every game. Um, first half was one of the more impressive halves I've seen. Um, wasn't lucky enough to uh, to catch a QPR game, but just felt like we we could we looked like scoring every time we went forward. Um, only downside, I suppose, is that you know Derby looked like they had a, a goal in them as well. But you know, I think we was unlucky to only be two at the break. I, I don't think there could have been any complaints if we'd gone in, you know, three or four up. Um, and then the second half, you know, was was a bit different. Like Derby come out. But I didn't really think we were ever in any real trouble. You know, we we were quite comfortable. Um, yeah, in terms of an away day performance, you can't really ask for much more than that. So I just unmute myself. There we go. Kai, what's your thoughts? No, it was good. Um, it was good to see uh, front three. Of, obviously, no strikers again. Um, to panic out. And I thought uh, Mason Bent, that man just behind you, Mickey, was, if you're watching on YouTube, is was superb last night. Um, oh, really nice. Pardon? Or recast. Or recast, yeah. One of the two. And, and, and anything, anything you listen to, you actually can see us. Um, uh, Mason Bennett was superb. Um, <laughs> um, no, he was. He, he silenced the crowd early on and that sort of stood him in good stead. He you know, got confidence from that. Uh, Tyler Bury as well was superb. Jed, back to his best. I saw you tweet out last night, Dan. Um, but yeah, he was definitely back to his best. Do you think 
the fact that we've got these injuries and we don't necessarily have a proven striker has given a completely different dynamic to the team and sort of forced them to to work more as a collective unit. Yeah, potentially. Like I think we saw a little bit of it last year um, when Mason and Jed played down the middle. Like we had a little bit of a purple patch when they were linking up. Um, becoming more and more common now, isn't it, really? Like, you see teams in the Premier League don't have a striker. looks like Man City are going to win a whole league without having a proper striker. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I, I think, for me, personally, watching our attack at points over the last couple of years, like, even with Morrison and Gregory, they were so effective, but we didn't really have that... We didn't really have any pace, didn't really have a an alternative, whereas now, you know, there's pace to burn. Bennett's got that bit of power, that bit of needle in it. It's a nice blend, the three of them, at the minute. You know, it, maybe we wouldn't have found that trio if it wasn't for injuries and COVID, but it doesn't matter how we found them. They're, they're doing the business and, you know, as long as they keep doing that, not a problem at all. Bury is, um, has definitely found his feet two and two. Kai, you can come in whenever you want, Kai, yeah? Yeah, no worries, mate. No, I was going to say, uh, no, definitely. I think Bury's, Bury's been great. But I think going back to your last point, um, I think it's helped push the midfield forward as well. Um if you don't have the no striker without striker, I think Billy Mitchell and before he got injured, Keithton Bell was was really pushing forward as well. Uh, Saffold got forward quite well yesterday as well, um, and and that little bit of pace that they have up top, well between the three of them, it's they're, they're very quick, and you know it just it just hurts defenses. With Curtis Davis at the back last night, you could see the plan. It was to you know put balls in behind and try and stretch them, and when you won it, try and put balls through straight away and catch them catch them off guard, and it, it certainly worked. The first half, we looked on fire. I think we were, um, we just looked like a team possessed. I think probably it helped um, that Jed scored within the first what minute mm. twenty seconds. I think it was. Yeah. Um, was it? Was it a free kick? Don't know really. I don't um, know. I mean, yeah, I think I'd have been a bit annoyed if that had been given against us. I've got to be honest. Yeah, you, the benefit of a replay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, yeah, with the benefit of a replay, well, I think it was a, a questionable decision. Um, but you know what? We've had those go against us. Um, I think Jed just Jed just looks to be enjoying his football since he's come back. Um, and I think he's just I think he's just in the shop window now, isn't he? I think he's he's doing everything he needs to to see obviously what comes in in, in the summer. Um, and try and give him, hopefully, something happens and, and he stays with us. Doubt it. But, you know, it's um, he's definitely shown his form in a minute. But, I mean, who was your standout player last night then, Kai? Uh, I'd say probably Mason Bennett. Um, I thought he was excellent. I just thought that second goal um, really underlined his qualities. Um, holding off a defender, a uh, bit, bit of skill, bit of pace, um, bit of trickery. And then, you know, to pull the ball back in, in such a dangerous area like he did. Even And he was stumbling as well. Um, pulled the ball back in a really nice area, and obviously Jed could have done. Maybe Jed could have hit it first time, but in the end, it falls to Tyler Bury. He took the goal really well. Um, did Jed hit it? So Jed did hit. I think so. Yeah, I think, blocked, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jed hit it and it blocked and it came out and and I really don't know how that went in because uh, Bury was basically leaning right the way back when he he got right underneath it uh, and it just literally went in, you know, underneath the crossbar, but. That could have, uh, on any other day, if we didn't have the luck with us, and obviously, like, the free kick, we had that luck. If we didn't have the luck, I think that would have probably gone right over the top of the 
uh, the stand, to be fair, mate, that was, um, I was quite surprised when it went in. You sort of knew it was going to go in, but when you look at it going in, you think, Christ, if that was only a little bit higher, that would have gone straight over the top of the bar and uh, and it would have been an interesting, you know, twitchy-ass session for the rest of the game. But, um, yeah, I, I, the only thing I didn't like yesterday was Derby was seen, they weren't. they never looked as if they were going to be scored or they never looked as if they were going to score, but they did seem to be able to get into our half fairly easy. You know, they were winning, they were winning, Paul, um, they were winning bad passes where we were trying to pass it through and, and they were nicking them on the last, you know, at the last stretch. And then they just kept seeing, just kept getting into our area. We were shutting them down. We looked like old defence of old um, until Cooper, but, that was my only concern is that they were getting in far too easy. I mean, what's your boys, what's both of you boys think? Yeah, I think it was an open game, wasn't it? I think that first half, especially, it could have been anything. I think we could have had three or four, but I think they, they had a really good chance. I think it was Eberselli, um had a really good chance. Um, it could have been anything. I mean, you could argue that where we've now got no kind of traditional striker or that more fluid front three, Maybe that's a consequence of that. Maybe we are going to be a little bit more open. But at the same time, that is I think that is what most people ask for in terms of, you know, wanted a bit more blood and, you know, thunder up front. Especially when you've got a defensive unit that's been as solid as ours over a couple of years. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Like, like you say, Derby were cutting through us, but I wouldn't say I was overly concerned at any point last night in terms of that. Um, I don't know if you agree, quite. No, I think, I, I mean, I think uh, you're right. I think don't think they actually ever looked like scoring. I think the only thing I felt is obviously when they kept going forward, the, the fans kept getting, you know, they were lifted, they were lifting their own fans. And I think that's where I was slightly concerned. Obviously, it was, I was more looking into the future rather than at right at the present time. I thought the more that their fans got into it and the more the fans backed them, I thought they could maybe get a lucky break and it could put a bit of pressure on us. Um, but as it goes, you know, the, their fans probably, you know, they probably got to about 70 minutes and then they, they started to calm down probably about half to 80. And funny enough, as, as just as we scored, just as they scored there, just as Kipper's own goal went in, their fans were starting to leave. So they were they were going and it looked like it was going to quiet down. And then, you know, it, it looked like basically they, they'd given up almost and they were, they, they were, you know, I mean, they were going to lose. And I thought that was the time. And then obviously they score and you think, oh, they will come back in. It's going to be loud the last six minutes. They're going to be trying to get behind their team again. So... I think they were lucky. They had another chance where they could have scored, where fuck knows how Bart did it, but Bart just managed to get a hand to it and just flick it forward, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think I think it's nice to see the team play with passion and also the fact that it's what we wanted. Um, the fact that we've won three on the bounce now is it doesn't paper over where we've been but it just shows really what we're capable of. But I don't know whether or not it shows Rarick to suddenly be a good manager or it just shows that actually the team's starting to play what they what they can achieve. Do you know what I mean? Who, who, how do you, I suppose the question is, what do you think's happened for the sudden turnaround, three games, three games on the bounce when we couldn't fucking win for Toffee? I don't know if it's anything like, I think for me, after, again, like, you know, I didn't go to the, um, 
I didn't go to a Blackpool game. I think that was a turning point, if I remember correctly. Um, maybe it's a little bit more of the, the shackles are off. I mean, look, realistically, I don't, I don't think even before this run, I don't think we were going to really be troubled in terms of going down. The top six still looks, for me personally, a, a bit far away, even after three wins on the bounce. It's a question of, you know, you're kind of playing, not for pride, but... The pressure's off a bit. I don't know if that's contributed. Um, I don't know if it's the combination of, of of players that are now back in up front, in the middle, at, at the back. You know, it's it's difficult because they've been. It feels like all season there's been one key, at least one key kind of component of that side missing. And as soon as you get that player back, someone else will drop out. Could just be that the team at the minute has, has struck up a you know a, a decent understanding quickly in terms of the form as well, but it's all, all kinds of things really like. For me, the, the biggest thing for me is we now look, earlier in the season, there were times where I watched this and I thought, we don't look like scoring. I don't get that impression now over the last few games and whether, for me, I would associate that with kind of a bit of a pressure coming off and, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a free, a free hit. We're not going to go up, we're not going to go down, go out, enjoy your football show us what you can do because, you know, there's obviously going to be work in the summer. Yeah, I agree, I think. Um, and also, I wonder whether, obviously, the QPR game, I think, is more relevant to it. But I think the QPR game, with their goal-scoring record this year and their, you know, how they've, been, how they've been doing, obviously, they haven't had the greatest run-up until uh, the last couple of games. But they have been doing really well and they have been scoring for fun. Um, and I wonder if Gary Rowett just thought, let's just go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them and see how we do. Um, you know, and then and, and see whether that, you know, we'll see whether we can go toe to toe. Then we saw we could, and I reckon maybe that 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 gave him that impression that maybe actually we can play with that little bit more freedom. And he did it last night again, and we, we were brilliant first half. Well, he, he did come out in an interview, didn't he, the other day, where he just turned around and he said, "I've just told the team to enjoy their football and take the last seventeen games mm. as the seventeen games. You know, go out and play each game as as a game and enjoy. And, and you know, we just play each game as it is. So." Yeah, it could be. It could be that where there is no pressure. It's not. It's not about this is where we want to finish. This is it. Mm. I mean, whatever it is, it's working. Um, whatever it is, it's the formula. They've clicked. Um, the team spirits there. Last night, who? I mean, out of all the players, obviously you said are your man. I mean, were there any players you thought were? I mean, personally, I, and, and I'm not going to get into a slagging him off because I, I, he's 15 years old, 16 years old. I'm not going to slag him off. But I think Lovelace looked a bit out of place last night. I think when he come on, obviously, we were two new up. We were cruising. Yeah. And yeah. we've all said that goal come out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, Kai's right. Fans come back in. You know, I feel a bit sorry for him in a way because it, it should have been you know, a, a five, ten minute run out like the end of Coventry, bit of experience when all of a sudden you're in the trenches. <laughs> and yeah. it, it was always going to be a, a big ask for him. If we're tuning up and the ball's coming back and we're comfortable, it doesn't really matter. Because he was up against, you know, Curtis Davies and I can't remember who the other centre-half is, but, you know, proper championship defenders, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think how quickly the game changed after he come on. I think it, it was probably a tough ask and, you know, with hindsight, maybe that change wouldn't have been made. But 
you know, I think at the time it, it, I probably would have made the change. I, I didn't see him scoring, you know, for, for love nor money. No, I think I think that's I think that's about right. I think um, the lot of the balls played in front of him, or if it did, and then eventually, obviously, it went past him, and they were playing in front of the centre backs in midfield. I don't think obviously he didn't get really got on the ball. He nearly tackled. He nearly went it off Curtis Davies when he first came on. Mm. Um, but I don't think I don't think we can judge Zach Lovelace properly until we see him see what he can do on the ball. Rather than I don't think last night was probably a fair fair. You can't make a fair judgment of Zach Lovelace. He's only young. Oh, he's coming off. I totally agree. Derby are scrapping for their lives. You know they're fighting for their mm. lives, and you can't judge. I don't think you can judge him off that little spell. It's also it's also away from home. And the fans are, you know, away fans are quite loud and aggressive. And if you're not used to that environment, it can mm. be a bit, you know, it's a big stage. You know, Derby is a big stadium, isn't it, really? It, it's quite a big stadium and he's only 16 years old. I'm not in any way going to be slagging him off because that's not what I'm doing. But I just think last night was definitely a learning curve for him mm. um, and hopefully a little bit of experience what he, you know, he takes on board and moves forward with it. Because I think he's got great potential. He looks a great kid. He looks as if mm. there's something about him. And hopefully they develop him well. And, you know, another year or so, he starts playing, you know, full 90 minutes and stuff and actually starts ripping people a new ass because, again, he's got pace. But, yeah, last night, I think, that could have just been, really, that he only got about five, ten minutes, if that. Yeah. And he didn't really get into the game. Yeah, I think... Like you're touching on the atmosphere there as well. Like not only I think at that age, so much to handle at that age. If you think like I tried to think what I was doing at sixteen, definitely wasn't on a fucking football pitch <laughs> in front it was of fucking ten thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking something, but not on a football pitch. <laughs> um, and then that alone, even when we're two new up, and you know, really the you know the life's been sucked out of the place a bit in terms of a result. People are leaving, and then all of a sudden that switch just like that, like hell of a lot for, for someone of that age to, to 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 adapt to like it's different to that happening at under 18s under 23s and that happens in a senior game with 20,000 people around you like but but you're right Mick I think in, in a way even though in hindsight maybe if we knew we was going to concede that like, we probably wouldn't have bought him on you'd probably get a lot from that yeah, yeah no I agree brilliant. I mean the Palace game you think about Palace game they had to ask for his teacher permission everything else yeah. and it probably People were talking to him throughout the day, telling him, you know, don't worry about it. Just go out there, enjoy your football and all of that. And, and he knew what that was about and he could relax into it. But mm. when you're away from home and all of a sudden you're 2-1 down, you, you you must have. I mean, if I was if I was in playing, I'd be thinking, I can't fucking, you know, if it comes near me or whatever, I can't let them get past me. I can't let them fucking score a goal because otherwise I'm never going to be forgotten. And then you've got to think about, I can't let them score. Plus I want to score. You're sort of going to be looking at it either way, you know, do you know what I mean? You're sort of, it's yeah. very, very, the emotions and everything else of the, the day must be going through you. Yeah, definitely. And I think, it, yeah. I think if you look back at Tyler, Tyler Bury, obviously, he's always, what is he, 21, 22 now, Bury? Mm -hmm. um, when he first joined us a couple of years ago, I think he got into, got you know, got his break probably during the COVID time, didn't he? And when he first came in, that was in empty stadiums. He looked, Bury looked a little bit out of his depth, but look at him now, he's, you know, he's flourishing and, so that might be the same with Lovelace. He needs that little bit of experience before he shows what he can really do. I think also Bury's been taken under the wing of quite a few senior yeah. players. Mm. I think Jed absolutely, you know, likes him. I think Cooper 
you know, as Cooper said on the interview, you know, we, you know, he swore on the on the VT <laughs> what they blocked out, you know, fuck me, you know, two in two. The kids the kids got talent. They all say the kids got proper talent, um, proper natural talent. So I, I think know, maybe maybe that's it. I think Bury as well, like uh, so I, I know he had a couple of games for Wimbledon before he come, like not again, it would have been cameos like what Zach had, but I think mm. he did have that little taste and then if you have that little taste and then he come here for a year I don't think he really played and then you're right quite towards the end of the kind of COVID season he kind of had that uh, a couple of games off the bench so even that you know 10-15 minutes for I don't know what it is off the top of my head a handful of times for Wimbledon before he came here would have done mm-hmm. him a world of good and and hopefully in a year's time two years time the cameo against Coventry and the, the five, ten minutes against Derby will, will have the same effect for, for Zach. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it will. I mean, we've got to, it'll be rude not to talk about the, um, before we go move on from, from part one, is the uh, the shithousery from Mason Bennett and uh, Scott Malone. I think now Scott Malone, what's that? Well, now yeah, but more, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more so from Mason Bennett and, and Scott because obviously they're ex-Derby players. Um, first time Mason Bennett's been back to Derby after telling them to burn on his Snapchat going past them on the train. Um, and I just think that Scott Malone's tweet from last night um, was fucking superb. You're going to need a bigger boat. Um, it was just pure shithousery and fucking absolutely fantastic. I mean... What were your your thoughts? You were there, Kai. What were your views on his celebration? And um, yeah, because yeah, the crowd they, was singing your shit, weren't they? Just as he scored, just yeah. as he laid the ball through, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah they, they were singing just before he scored. They're singing Mason Bennett is a wanker. And then Millwall are singing, he left because you're shit. Mason Bennett, he left because you're shit. And then just as they started singing that, he got on the ball, did you know, a little, little bit of skill, a little bit of pace. And then he ran off celebrating like that after Bury finished, and he, he loved it, and rightly, rightfully so. As he said last night on his um on, on his on his interview, he said, you know, got a bit of stick here. It's only right I gave give a little bit back. Um, and when he when he came off at the end, he um on August twenty fifth, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. 
Oh, that new doctor is dropped it gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. You know, he, he clapped the Mill fans. I think he, he gave a little smile to the Derby fans. And just like Rowett, Rowett, um, Rowett clapped the Derby fans as he came off last night as well. There's a there's a great video what Mill will put as a gif in it where the full-time whistle goes and he just is like, yeah, and you just see Rudy behind him looking mightily pissed off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, let, let's be honest, Derby are a better team than the points are at the minute. Yeah. They, they've got some class players in their team and they're a much better team. If they didn't have if they didn't have all the point deduction, they'd be right out there. But I think mm. he's doing an okay job, to be fair. I think um, he's, yeah, doing a top job, isn't he? As much as, you, you know, I, I don't think he's the most popular person, but I can't knock the job he's done. I don't think they'd be far off where we are. And when you mm. consider they have got some top players, they've still got some good players, but they've had to supplement that with a lot of academy kids as well. Like, I know they still look decent, so that always helps. But, you know, yeah, he, he has done a good job. And it shouldn't, you sh- people shouldn't look at the table and think, oh, you know, that's, that's still a cracking result last night. I know we do well when we go to Pride Park, but, you know, they've been on a decent bit of form as well. I think they I haven't lost think. a game at home since November. Yeah. Only the third season, so at home, so. And we turn up and fucking. Potentially doing two 0 and then Cooper goes and ruins it by a um, a proper slice. But it's been an awful um, week, hasn't it? Because they've Reading won again um, on Tuesday, so yeah. you know it's sort of but it's sort of pushed them back into. Well, they were in trouble before before Reading won again, um, but Reading were in real trouble themselves before um, Palnovich that they won on Saturday, and then obviously they won last night. And it sort of looks like Reading might be on the up now, and that per- that team above them is quite difficult to catch. So it might be that might be probably a, not a the nail in the coffin maybe for last night winning against Derby. Maybe, maybe a uh, an interesting time ahead. I suppose is the uh, is the the saying. I suppose, but yeah, I think that's it for part one. Um, unless you boys have got anything other about the game last night you want to add. Um, no, no, just what you're saying. Like, I think it's nice when people look. If you give a bit of stick, you've got to you've got to take a bit back. You know, I think it's refreshing to see players who are prepared to go to old clubs and celebrate, or you know, even absolutely. You know, even some of the like the the manager comments and stuff like from people. Like, I, I love it. I don't think you can beat a bit of bit of honesty. You know, you know, and if that means yeah. riling a few people, obviously there's a line. There's always a line, but. I love it. And I think this club has always liked people who have got a bit of character about them who will go and do, you know, what what, what Bennett and, and Malone did last night. Bennett's been really taken in, hasn't he? Mm. Millwall yeah. fans have really taken to Bennett. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like. Like, you know, mm. if you can keep him fit, he's a good championship player. Like, you he's know, a big lump, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's deceptively strong. Like, he's good in the air as well. Like, he's got a bit of a kale about him in the air. Like, he, he wears yeah. a lot of headers. I don't think he's been a particularly big lad um but you know i think listen you don't come through at a club like derby at 15 16 play the amount of games you've played for them if you've not got a bit about you you know definitely. <laughs> and and now we've got him and he's got yeah. a bit about him 
and is you know maybe you call it he, he is slowly but surely growing into being that Millwall type player, isn't he? Mm. Um, we'll go through you, we'll attack, won't go down from you know pussy ass challenges, um, and celebrates when he scores against his old club, which is always always lovely. But yeah, right, you're listening to this. Um, we're gonna be back straight after this, and we're gonna come into part two where we will be talking Sheffield United. Um, on the visit on Saturday. So, yeah, we will be back straight after this. Hi, this is Marvin Williams. You're listening to that Millwall podcast. We're back, part two. And this time we are talking about Sheffield United's visit to the Den on Saturday. Don't forget that Sheffield United coming is, um, that is Jimmy Mizzen Day. Uh, and Jimmy would have turned 30 this year. So there will be collection buckets all around the stadium. Um, so please remember to bring loads of change and dig deep. Um, not that I'd expect Millwall fans to do otherwise, to be fair. But yeah, um, dig deep and uh, and remember it's Jimmy's day. So uh, Kai, come on and give us the uh, the rundown of the last few games. In uh, who's who's won, who's lost, and um, is it time that we're gonna are we gonna beat them this week? Come on. Well, you said last five, but the last ten look even better. So I'm going to do last ten. Okay, let's let's so, do last ten then. Right. So five wins, three draws, two defeats in the league. That's not counting the FA Cup fixture a couple of year, couple of years ago. Uh, most recent game, obviously two one against Sheffield United at Bramall Lane with Jake Cooper scoring that last minute uh, thunderbolt. Decent game that, wasn't it? It, it wasn't a bad game, to be fair. But who? Um... Who are you going to look out for on Saturday then, Kai? Who uh, do we need Sander, to watch? You know Sander Burge did very well uh, against Blackburn last night. Uh, saw a couple of tweets on him. Uh, obviously, Billy Sharp is always one you have to keep keep an eye out for. He's, he knows where goal is. Um, but yeah, I'd say Sander Burge is, is, is top quality. And also Morgan Gibbs-White uh, got uh, sent off in the last fixture between the two sides. And yeah, he'll be looking probably to Port River Point. And he's really good. He's good on the ball. Um, but as he was... He was called. I think he was sent off back in what was it November, December? Um, I think it was for for a dive. So um, referee needs to keep an eye on him. But um, no, they're they're very good players for for Sheffield United. Ones that they all need to watch. How do you think we're going to do on Saturday then, Dan? <sighs> Difficult, really. Like if you'd have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I don't think I'd have been that I'm asking you now. <laughs> 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 you know what? It'd be a good game. I, I, I hope because um, Sheffield United is a funny one because they um, they got rid of um, their manager, didn't they? And they gave it to the old Leeds coach, Paul Heckingbottom. And I know their fans weren't very happy, but they've been doing all right. I think um, I'm, I'm confident though. Like, do you know what? At, at the minute, we tend to do all right in the second half of the season, don't we? We, you know, we tend to normally have a little bit of a run in the second half of the season. It'd be, I'd imagine, it'd be a good crowd off the back of. Two good performances. I fancy us. Um, yeah, quietly confident. We'll come to the score predictions and teams in a bit. But I just think that, yeah, I agree with you. I think the crowd's going to be there this week. Um, it looks like the crowd's going to be at Reading as well. So I think the crowd's going to be there this week. I think if they can get behind the team and the team turns up like they have done the last three games, especially the last two games at home, then. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. They're both sort of holding their own at the minute, so it'll be a a good match 
of two very capable teams. I mean, Kai, what's your thoughts? No, they're a good side, Sheffield United. They're currently sixth, sixth um, in the in the in, well in, in the table playoffs. Just you know, they occupy the last position. So it's. I know Dan was saying earlier about you know, the you know you're still I think playoffs are a little bit too far away. But I think if we have any aspirations, Saturday is a must win. Um, in terms of you know if we win that game with four points off, um, and then we've got a couple of key games coming up as well against teams in and around there as well. So if we if we have got aspirations made in making the playoffs, it's key. These probably next five games need to be um, you know need, we need to do quite well to then get back into it, and then obviously we need to sort of stay doing it, stay, stay doing well as well. So I, I think they'll come out again. The players with sort of with sort of freedom about them. Um, you know, Sheffield United are currently sixth, and they're the they're they're obviously their fans who expect them to make the playoffs this year, so they've got the pressure on them. I feel, um, and obviously. You know, we we will expect a good performance from Millwall too, but Sheffield United are expect expect their expected this year is Sheffield United probably going up. So, um, you know, the Millwall can turn up and you know and start really strongly like they did against Derby, then it might shock the the Sheffield United players and and it will you know do we, we could end up nicking a goal or two um, and starting off quite strongly. Is that how you think we start? Do you think we just come out out of out of traps double quick, or do you think he's going to play the same sort of way at home? We'll be back fucking five. I reckon we'll come out. I reckon regardless of the formation, I reckon we'll come out like we did against QPR. I reckon we'll be we'll be strong. I reckon we'll be um, up for it. The fans, as I said, there's probably a little bit, a uh, few more, well, after a couple of good performances, there'll be, um, the crowd will be, hope, will be quite good. Um, and, you know, it, the, the crowd is always up for it anyway. But as soon as the, as soon as the players, you know, if the players start strong, it only, the, the crowd only, the volume only goes up and up and up. And once it gets to that point, you always feel like we'll 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 win anyway because the the crowd is that is that twelfth man. I think you've got to be up for it. Haven't you? You've you've got to come out at the start of a game and be up for it after the run the run we're on at the minute. You know, like we just said, going away at Derby. I don't care where they are on the table. It's a cracking result. Um, QPR again, best performance of the season. I didn't get to see it, but I've heard it was fantastic. You know, these are, and as well, Sheffield United at home, that's a big game in a championship. Like, these are the kind of games that traditionally a, a Millwall team, Millwall players should be up for, should thrive in. So, yeah, I think in terms of formation, like, I, I don't, I don't think, I know some people don't like the five at the back, but, you know, we have, we have shown we can be attacking with it and we can show intent. Um, so, I don't think that should affect it, like, I just think for, for me, and now I've said this, obviously we won't start like that. We'll start with Blake, obviously, but I, I can only see us coming out firing at the start based on the run we, we're on at the minute. Okay, then, Dan. Formation and who would be your team for Saturday? So I'd stick the same team. Your next guy. Uh, same team, same shape. Um, I, I don't think I'd change anything if everyone's fit. I think... At the minute, doesn't matter how we find it, if we've stumbled upon it or whatever, it, it just works, doesn't it? Like, you know, I think the only thing I'd say in terms of Bury, Jed and Bennett, you know, I thought they were dynamite the other night. I thought they all looked really, really good. But they are, they're going to be inconsistent. Players like Tyler Bury, Mason Bennett, you know, wingers, attackers, they are hit and miss. Um, so there is every chance, but obviously... They're going to have a blip and it could be Saturday, but I don't think you can change anything based off the last, you know, couple of games. Bury had to come in after scoring, um, after coming on against QPR and scoring. So I don't think there's anything 
to change. He's got to come on. He's got to come on for Saturday after scoring midweek as well now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think unless there's an injury, I, I don't think you can change it. I don't think Gary. I, I can't see him wanting to change it. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a pretty one of the more simpler ones of uh, this season. I, I, I'd guess. Kai. Yeah, I think Sam. I don't think it's a cliche, but you don't you don't really normally tend to change a winning side, do you? Especially after no. playing so well the last couple of games. Um, I, I see exactly the same formation, exactly the same team, same style, and hopefully we can. They're, they're obviously the centre backs for Sheffield United are um, they're they're quite they're experienced, um, and pace will will hurt them. No, I think you're right, and I think the same team will work. I mean, how do you think it's going to be? Going for, I mean, you know, I, I could, you know, hopefully we could go on a bit of a run, but I can see the players coming back from injury are potentially coming back at the right time and could fit in nicely with certain positions to give players in there a bit of a rest, like mm. Ballard, um, Leonard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you know? Do either one of you, as you are both journos, um, do either one of you know when Leonard and Ballard, etc., are coming back? Ballard's back in the squad, isn't he? Yeah, Ballard was on yeah. the bench of the night, I think, wasn't he? Is he? Um, is he, he? Hopefully, he get a. He just needs match time now. Don't need to get back fit. I think he's played a couple of behind closed doors games, or for the for twenty threes. I, I know he's definitely got some minutes. Um, Leonard, I think the last I remember seeing was um, after the upcoming international breaks in mid March, and there's not been anything out to say that he suffered a setback. So hopefully not, but. I think you're right, like, with the kind of buzz at the minute, you'd, I'll admit, until you just said it, man, it slipped me mind a bit. You've got players like Ojo, Bradshaw, Leonard to come back in. All been, you know, Ojo, Bradshaw and Leonard, I think, have been top draw this season. Um, yeah. Ojo was a bit of a slow burn, but he was starting to, you know, strut his stuff just before he got injured. So, you know, they're free. You'd argue they're free starters coming back. Yeah, like, yeah you know, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if, yeah, of course. I mean, if we can start a bit of a run, God forbid, you know, if if we could, you know, get a few games behind us, a bit like who was it with Harris? Didn't we? We had nineteen on the trot, didn't it? Was it with Harris? We had nineteen wins on the trot. Yeah, right? seventeen or eighteen, wasn't it? Under Harris? Yeah. yeah. You know, if we could get something like that, like to the end of the season, do by the time they start coming in, we could potentially be, if you know, give it a good push. Kai's always going to be positive and go playoffs. If we don't get if we don't get into the playoff position, um, Kai's going swimming in Bournemouth. Oh, nice! Last game of the season, Kai's going for a swim. Well, it's not that bad because it's quite. It'll be quite nice and probably hot by then, won't it? So Mate, it'll be right. been in this than... country long. Like, no, it won't. Like, <laughs> I don't it's care. Better than Omar's better for Varson because he his bet was that he was potentially going to go in the Blackpool. Um, yeah, yeah. In January. yeah. If Bavarsen hadn't gone, Dan, right? If Bavarsen hadn't gone, um, Omar was going to go swimming when we went up to Blackpool. And he signed the day before. He was so lucky. Yeah. Signed, he signed the day before for Bolton. You so like that. I was hoping he's going to be signed on the Monday or something. And, Black- and Omar had to go up there. So annoying. Okay, I've no. got to be honest, mate, and I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I don't think you're going to be as lucky as Omar. I think you're going to have to take your trunks up to Bournemouth, down to Bournemouth. <laughs> I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> these silly boys making these fucking outlandish fucking um fourth... You've not done anything like that, have you? No, don't be fucking stupid. Yeah, I'm there you go. Yourself, mate. Neil I'm did last fucking... year, didn't he, Mickey? Um, huh? What did Neil say last year about the playoffs? What is he, he going to streak down the blue, didn't he say that? 
Was it? Yeah, no, Omar did, wasn't it? Was it Omar? I can't remember what it was, but yeah, something I can't remember what it was, but yeah, of something. But no, it was if Brad Vardson scored ten goals. That's it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not stupid enough. I know that my luck is dog shit, and um, and it won't work for me. So unless it's something what I'm prepared to do anyway, then um, there's no point in me making a forfeit on it. So uh, yeah, I suppose um. News, um, what broke the other day, fuck knows how they got hold of it. Um, what was it, Football Insider, I think it was? Fuck mm. knows how they got hold of the information, <laughs> considering people close, you know, sources I know close um, to both parties don't really know about it, sort of, but don't really know about it. But it seems to be um, the wonder kid Aldo is potentially coming back. It's an interesting um, one. It is interesting. It's a fucking, it's, if it, I had to double check the date on the article to make sure it weren't on <laughs> April 1st, you know what I mean? Because um, he left us in a dodgy time, really, wasn't it? Just before or just around the transfer time, mm. when he suddenly went. Um, it was in the window, I think. Yeah, it was, was yeah, I think it was. Mm. But I don't know. Um I know he's liked at the club by JB. JB mm. thinks a lot of him, absolutely a lot of him. Uh, and, and, you know, and I agree with that with other people what have said it. I know that um, he is well liked. Um, I know that he likes and the club likes the system he uses because he he uses a lot of analytical programs, you know, mm. like we need a centre-back, what will do this. <laughs> there's a list of centre-backs what we do. Because I know the club used to, under him, pick their teams at the beginning of the year, pick all their targets at the beginning of the year and then start monitoring them to see whether or not they actually perform how they want them to perform and then obviously look at going after them. He's picked some good, under his time, I suppose, he's picked some good signings, but on the same level, he has picked some fucking dog shit ones. Um, is he coming back as head of recruitment or do you think possibly he's coming back maybe as a director of football? I would be very surprised, just from my own personal point of view, I would be surprised if he was coming back as a director of football. Um, I think realistically, if he's coming back, it, it would have to be something in, in, in that recruitment area, but I could be completely wrong. Um, I hadn't heard that the club wanted a, a director of football. Um, but I, don't think, I don't know if they do or they don't. It's just that there's... You know, yeah. loads of people have been talking about. You know, we need a we need a style. Mm. Um, what has been saying, hasn't he? A lot. I, I yeah, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily disagree with it. Like, I, I think you're right, but I, I, it's not something I've heard. But I, I think personally, just on a hunch, I think if he, if there is any substance to that, that I, I would assume he'd be going into the, the recruitment department, which is interesting because obviously, it took us quite a while, didn't it? After uh, he left yeah. to, to bring in Harvey um, Brussel. Um, so that's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a strange one. Mm. Um, it's one that we didn't see come or didn't see coming in, in any shape or form. Um, yeah. I think recruitment has been... Not a weak point for us, but I think 
you know, there's been more than a few question questionable deals, hasn't there? Like I think even after the January window shot, I think you was there, Kaya, when um Gary answered my question about recruitment and he, you know, he said we always want to do better and that he thought it was something that, you know, we we need to look at improving. Um, you know, we are taking steps. I think for me, um, I can't remember if I said it on here when I was last on because it was near the end of the transfer window, but for me even that wasn't a success in terms of, I, I don't think we got everything we wanted in the window. Um, for me, the kind of players we were looking at in the build-up to deadline day, you know, younger players in form, lower leagues, European, for me, I think that's where we should be looking, you know? And yeah, for years we never looked in Europe and now yeah. we suddenly are. It's positive signs, isn't it? I mean, what that will mean if there is substance to this, I, I don't know. But it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely a bolt out of the blue, isn't it? I mean, they're saying potentially, I mean, they're using the line head of recruitment. Um, so, yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, mm. Interesting uh, and see how that develops, I suppose. But, yeah, it is what it is. I look like a ghost then. Um, <clears throat> well, I think... That's pretty much it. This is the end of... Predictions. Um, what's that? Predictions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, then. Um, we'll see if right. you can get it let's, right again. Okay, go on. You go, go first. With, let's go with... You want me to go first? Yeah, because you, you got it right last time, so you've got to leave yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play to the crowd, and I'm going to play to um, one of my pals living out in California, Stuart. Hello. Uh, hopefully you fell off the fucking treadmill, um, or you fucking dropped your laptop. Um, well, I'm going to go 2-1. Yeah, I'll go for a 2-1. 2 nil. 2 No all. Okay. Yeah, I right. thought I'd check then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look, thanks very much um, for listening. Um, that's pretty much it. We've, we've, we've talked what we want. We love it when you get involved in the comments uh, and dropping us DMs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's all good. You can follow us across social media. It's that Millwall pod. It's quite easy. You'll be able to find us across all the social medias. If you watch us on YouTube, then please do subscribe. Um, please don't make me uh, find the 48.7% who don't subscribe and watch our videos. Uh, it's easy. Just press, press the button. Then you get all the videos when they come out. Uh, you can watch us on Recast if you are watching on Recast. Remember, look, we're not charging you a fortune. We're not making you uh, spend your money. It's quite easy uh, to watch our show on you on uh, Recast earlier than what it appears on YouTube. It will cost you 10 cents, um, and that's basically the cost of watching one advert. We've seen the amount of abuse what we will get with, uh, you know, with people moaning about it's too much and you can't watch so many adverts, blah, blah, blah. Ours is, is 10 cents. It's one advert. Um, so in theory, you can watch it for free um, and it will be, uh, you know, before YouTube. Um, sometimes it will be, uh, you know, a lot longer before it goes to YouTube. But for instance, this show, this will go out and recast uh, Thursday evening, Thursday night. Um, it will go out as a podcast at 5.30 in the morning on Friday and then it will go on YouTube at 6 p.m. Friday evening. So you will get, you know, uh, pretty much a day early if you want to watch it um, and see our pretty faces. But other than that, that's pretty much it for another day. We're going to play uh, Sheffield United at the weekend. 
Uh, hopefully we stuff the blades. Please remember it is a Jimmy Mizzen day and Jimmy um, means a lot to Millwall fans. He is one of our own and let's dig deep and give the charity there. Just one thing, Nikki, who organised that event, she has done for more, more years than I'd like to remember. She does a fantastic job behind the scenes. Well done, um, Nikki. And uh, yeah, you'll probably see Margaret around as well tomorrow on, on Saturday even. Yeah, it is tomorrow. I can say tomorrow because the show comes out tomorrow. So it is. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.